have an army. We have a Hulk. episode 123 of we have a hawk podcast where we talk all things film tv and sometimes comic books i'm one half of the podcast host hosts nicola oh god <laughs> i'm the other one chris oh gosh that was awful you didn't even say co-pilot you were just cringing no, because, it was yeah. so bad <laughs> yeah. okay so we're gonna be talking about in this week's special crossover podcast episode then chris infinite crisis is that actually what it's called um, crisis, crisis on Infinite, on Infinite Earth. Earth. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about that because there is also an Infinite Crisis book which I oh. have and mistook for Crisis on Infinite Earth. Uh, <laughs> There's so many crises down here. <laughs> so many crises. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with it. Damn so, yeah. it's a crisis. So we're three episodes into the five episode Arrowverse crossover with Stephen Amell's last appearance as Green Arrow, which is very, very sad. But I'm joined by a whole host... A whole host of hosts. A whole host of hosts, indeed. A whole host of legends. That's Neil and Martin from Geico. You can find them at Get Your Comic Con on Twitter. Ben from XGeeks at XGeeks. And Rob and Jim from Earth9 over at Earth9DC. And we're talking (laughs) about all things Arrowverse crossover very shortly. Cool. Also, joined by another special guest, so Danielle Nicolet from The Flash, who plays Cecile, and giving away a huge prize this week, just to celebrate the amazing epic crossover. Assigned Clark Kent Smallville pop. From Tom Welling himself. Tom Welling himself. Yes. It's a little bit silver, though, so you kind of have to... It's a little hard to read, but it is there. (laughs) Yes, yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. Well, without further ado... Let's get into the review. Right, so welcome back. Uh, we are now in part two, Batwoman, season one, episode nine of the crossover. So who are we joined by today in our gang of legends? Earth Nine, are, are you there? We're here. Jim and Rob are here. Say hello, Rob. We're here. Hello. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Goiko. Hey, it's Neil. Say hello, Martin. Hello, Martin. And last but not least, X-Geeks. Hi, Nicola. Ben here, and can't wait to carry on talking about this amazing crossover event. That was the best Fantastic. intro of all of them. Mm, <laughs> well, I love ben. ben with Thank you. Uh, so, uh, we've got, yeah, Batwoman is uh, part two. A lot of things happened to this. I don't know about you, but I kind of preferred this one to the second one. It felt like there was a bit more to it. Um, and I just want to kick things off. What was everybody's best bits of the episode? I mean, it's probably going to be, like, everyone's, but uh, finally seeing Kevin Conroy as a live-action Batman. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Um, (laughs) That would be my one point, because, I mean, let's go round the circle, shall we? So who wants to kick off the circle? Brandon Ralph as Superman. (laughs) Yes. You sounded really emotional. Yeah, it is emotional, right? It is emotional, because... Superman Returns, right? A lot of people don't enjoy it. I always loved it. Like, it was a big deal for me. Like, Superman's a big deal for me anyway, because, like, I was born when the film came out. Yes, I'm that old. (laughs) So when the original movie came out, 78, that's the year I was born. 2006, Superman Returns came out. My son was born. My son's named Reeve. It it was all just, like, mm. So I watched that, and I loved it, and a lot of people hate it. And the problem with it now, it's got Kevin Spacey in it. 
So the fact that Brandon Routh is now another Superman, technically the same one, but the Kingdom Come version of that Superman made me very, very happy. I thought it was really interesting. So I thought he was actually going to be the Kingdom Come Superman. So when he said, my son Jason, I thought, whoa, hang on, Superman Returns connection. So we're also, am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong in saying that he is also Christopher, Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Yeah, yeah, because he mentions about you know he's the second not... time he's had a yes. fight, had a fight with himself. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's kind of like a kind of a combination of the two, and obviously all the kind of you know my you know, is it my my one night with Superman or something yes. like that. That's kind of a classic from the kind of Christopher Reeve. So the kind Ca- of, Caped you know, Wonder Stun City. Yeah, so you know there's a nice it's kind of like a little mishmash, but uh, I think I said in the previous part that my favourite ep- uh, character was uh, Oliver Queen in that one but I think Brandon Roth has just been in terms of all three episodes he's been my favourite I think because he's playing Ray like so well how he, he does but then you know his role as Superman I think he does such a great job and I, I did like Superman Returns I did you know I quite enjoyed this film so for me you know I found it also quite ironic that this is like the Batwoman kind of episode <laughs> but there was so yeah. much Superman this was basically a Superman yeah. more Superman than Supergirl yeah. was so you know I kind of do find that quite funny and I don't think Batman would be too happy about that <laughs> um, but no I've got to echo what Jim's saying there I just thought it was absolutely fantastic I really agree with what Ben just said as well because I know he's an actor and it's what he does but having the distinction between him playing Ray and Superman, just even even his frame when he was standing was totally different between the two of them. Yeah. It, he just did it so well. There's one shot, isn't there, where they're both in frame. Um, yeah. I think it's in this one when they're on the Wave Rider. Wave Rider, yeah. Uh, and they're both at opposite sides of the screen. And yeah, you, even even though it's the same actor, it, you wouldn't they're, think it was the same They're completely person. different characters. It's crazy, it's, isn't it? It's amazing. Like, hats yeah. off to Brandon for that. That's just... Yeah, definitely. And his suit Until was he... amazing. Sorry, yes. I'm just going to keep talking about that. I'll be quiet. <laughs> That's fine. Was it this episode or the next one where he said, he explained that it glows in the dark because, you know, hope still... Go- I was like, oh, that was this episode. So okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite an emotional moment. Yeah. Yeah, Neil? Oh, uh, okay. I, I feel like I shouldn't say Batman, Kevin Conroy, just because... That's such a typical thing of me to say. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? A moment that really floored me, because um, I just hadn't expected it to quite go there, was, uh, and I know they didn't say the name, but when Lois noticed all the plaques on the wall in Clark's office mm. and said, you know, like, what are, what, what are all these names doing here? And he was like, ah, um, you know, a, uh, a certain character from Gotham didn't like the coverage that we, we had of him yes. in the paper and came and gassed the office. I was just like, oh my God, it's the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but why didn't they say it? I wonder why they didn't say it, yeah. Maybe they felt they didn't need to say it. Maybe. Mm. It's not that they can't say it because they say it in Batwoman nearly every week at the moment. It's true. <laughs> Odd. Mm. Cool. Martin? Um, I don't want to say Kevin because I think it's too <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to say Kevin. Yeah, we just say across the board, Kevin. <laughs> so I'm going to say Brandon again because I thought it was amazing. I love Superman Returns. That's your yeah. favourite Superman, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <gasps> Ooh, is it really controversial? You don't hear that a lot. I'm putting it out there. No. And anything? Well, we've got a bit of Constantine. I love a bit of Constantine. Of course, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, can I just say, like, John Cryer's Lex Luthor. I know oh, I haven't incredible. really watched Supergirl, but he's really good in this. He's so good. To go from Lenny Luthor to Lex. <laughs> yes. Amazing. I know. Bonkers. Uh, Rob, did you say yours? Um, I think I'm just going to have to be predictable and say Batman. 
it's boring answer, but that uh, <laughs> it was very exciting. <clears throat> uh, Batman's been. That I don't think we expected it to as well. Yeah, like that I first think... bit where you just hear his voice. I mean, it's Kevin yes. Conroy. You've got to hear the voice before you see yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, I, totally. I thought that was such a very like, clever thing. Don't be they rude. Did. I was like, oh yes, he's Batman. It's like there he is. There's my Batman. <laughs> Give him to me now. Give yeah. him to me now. But um, Batman's been teased in the Arrowverse before, so actually yeah. ha- having him properly in it was very well done. Yeah. Why did he have a topless Luke Fox living in Wayne Manor? Because <laughs> why not? Pack, you got a flaunt it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if I had one, I'd, I'd have him hanging around. He, oh yeah, well, shit, know, he, he, yeah, he, he's having to show that six pack off at some point. Yeah. I mean, so, he's been hiding it, right? Where? Yeah, I mean, it's unexpected. <laughs> uh, ben, uh, obviously, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, but, I mean, my, yeah. my default is, you know, my childhood Batman on screen for the first time. Of course, of course, I'm going to be gushing about that. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, so I'm probably going to just kind of step it back a little bit. And I'm actually going to say the, uh, well, it wasn't quite uh, Lennon's snark, but it was the AI yes. on the Wave Rider. Oh, um, yes. Just because he's... I absolutely love Wentworth Miller and I just yeah. love the character and I just thought he played it so well and I was kind of, I wasn't expecting him back at all. No. And that was a very nice surprise. I thought even the thought about him coming back, I'd completely not thought about it. And then someone said to me, oh, has Leonard Snart been in it? And I thought, ah, oh, he hadn't yeah, at that point. No, I just thought he was two, just done with he it. Was. He was never going to come back. But then as soon as you hear his, because he's got such that, just like Conroy, he's got that such distinctive voice. The second he started speaking, I was like, oh my God, we're going to do it. And it's just, I can just imagine just kind of, you know, you got Mick and Snarch on that kind of thing together, just Hanging drinking out. beer yeah. and constantly equipping each other. <laughs> yeah. do you know, I, mean, I could just watch an entire show just of that. His voice is yeah. so specific that every time I read a Flash comic now and it's Captain Cold yes. in it, it's Me his too. voice I hear. It's is, his yeah. voice because I do the same when I read a Batman comic. I do Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Always, Snarch, it's I do Wentworth Miller. Conroy. Can I just say as well, I think Mick gets overlooked a lot, but he was yes! fantastic. He is hilarious. I love the bit where they handed him the baby and he was like, what do I do with this? <laughs> romantic novels to him. It's just really yes. like, when you think of when um, he first was like, kind of came in, it's like the villain in Flash and things and like kind of his kind of, you know, progression as a character since he went on to Legends. I just think it's been such an amazing journey that he's been on for kind of what was essentially at the time just this kind of big hawking kind of grunt-like bloke who's just <laughs> yeah. going to kind of burn things and just kind of be very one-dimensional. He's so good. Like, and the actor is so good. He does yeah. an amazing job. And mm. just, yeah, I would, like I said, I'd just love to see those two just having their own little spin-off just on the Wave Rider. That would be good. I just think I could watch that for, you know, 10, 12 episodes. Yep. He's yeah. massively underused. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. We haven't had Legends for ages, and this just reminded me, I actually really miss it. I know it's super silly, but seeing them again. That's where it works the best, because it's totally different than all the other. And that's why it's so good, because it is something different and something magical, if you wish. A bit hammy. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> yeah. it works though, and everybody just goes all in with it, and you're like, that's that's what I want. Yeah. I feel like I moan about it sometimes, but I do uh, agree, it did make me look forward to it coming back. Yeah. There always definitely. seems to be people that are presuming it's going to be cancelled every year, like it's some sort of runt of the litter of the DC shows and isn't worth watching, but actually, it's possibly one of the best. I, I do <laughs> tend to enjoy that way more than I do Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, we've only got, like, four shows, but it's, well, five shows now. Five? I don't know. Anyway, it's top three. <laughs> they move. Yeah. Depending on what week it is, they do move around. Sometimes Arrow, sometimes Flash, sometimes Legends creeps up there. Depends. But it's, I think it's definitely up there because of what they've done with the characters 
and how they manage to change it up almost every season and do something yeah. different with it. The first yeah. season, if you watch it back now, is hard. It's a slog to get through. It's very slow. and mm. But after that, when they're like, right, gloves are off, we're just going to go mental with this. It just, it's <laughs> just really nice. It's really, and Constantine is a fantastic addition to the oh, team. Oh, so good. And plus I've got Bebo. For a long time. Bebo. To hell with Bebo. <laughs> got, to, got to love Bebo. <laughs> yeah, love that was Bebo. crazy. <laughs> like Mecca Bebo. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so just quickly going on about Easter eggs, because as we previously said, I mean, this was jam-packed. Even though it was Batwoman, it was just jam-packed full of both Superman mm-hmm. and also Batman um, Easter eggs. Yeah. So I don't know if everyone... What, what, what did you guys spot? Batmobile. Batmobile. <laughs> <Yes>. Batmobile. <laughs> I saw the Batmobile. Even yeah, under a sheet. Batmobile. Yeah, I noticed the uh, the Joker card and uh, Mr. Freeze, uh, the snow globe. Yeah, snow globe. I kind of yeah. spotted that one. So, so straight away, that was just like, oh, that's excellent. I was waiting for my, you know, my giant T-Rex somewhere. Yes, and a penny. yes. <laughs> Where was the T-Rex <laughs> and sadly, penny? Sadly never appeared, but yeah, so I kind of noticed that. I thought that was my, you know, the little kind of Batman ones that I was kind of really looking forward to. And just, you know, obviously, they dropped, you know, some names like Clayface and, you know, Jane Doe, those kind of things. Yeah. So, just kind of, yeah, just nice little things, not not too much. That scene had a really interesting bit of misdirection from the trailer as well with those Superman glasses. It did. It did, yeah. So when I kind of realised watching it that that was the the, the shot that was then going to have the glasses in it, I was just like, no, no, he killed Superman. <laughs> yeah, I always, I don't know about anybody else, quickly going off Easter eggs, but I feel like this Batman was an actual knob. Definitely. like, Wow. <laughs> Definitely. It's it's interesting though, isn't it? Because I think they, they did a couple of things in this episode that we've never seen before. Yeah. And kind of personally I think worked really, really well. They've taken Kevin Conroy, who is every let's be honest, everybody's favourite Batman, and gone from that version of Batman and said, Yeah, but he's not actually that Batman. He's this Batman and you're like, Oh well that that took a right hand turn. Yeah. And then the same with Smallville. Exactly. Yeah. They went, no, he gave up his powers to be a, a family man. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Completely subverting the expectations of what yeah. he was going to get, which I thought was really, you know, a really kind of, and because it was obviously in the same episode as well, I thought it kind of really balances the episode out really kind of nicely, especially because it's, you know, it's Batman, it's Superman, but not as you know it. And I thought it was kind of, you know, a very kind of interesting and, you know, for me, a very enjoyable part of the, uh, the episode. Yeah, I didn't want to see what I've already seen. Show no, me something not, different, no. and that's exactly what they did, and uh, I enjoyed that. We also, oh, we also got a uh, a death of Superman. We it did, is. yes, that was very um, briefly, but we got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. counters. Now, Definitely. Martin, what did you want to say about the death of Superman scene? Yeah. <laughs> that background, that cape was <laughs> awful. Oh, it was. It was just so. This is this is death of Superman. You won't recognise it. <laughs> they could. Do we know what actor it was that was playing Superman in that scene? It's Tyler. Is it? Yeah. His face didn't look like it. I mean, it's supposed to be Tyler. It was probably an extra. <laughs> there was a lot of rumours that went around that it was um, it was the actor who played Superboy in the Superboy TV series. Oh, really? That would have been cool. Uh, okay. Wait, which one? Because it was two of them. Was there? Yeah. They changed season two. I did not know I, that. I, I only know this because I reviewed that show for the Superman homepage many, many years ago. Wow. And I had to watch it all. And oh my God, is it bad? 
<laughs> it's on. Uh, it's available now on DC Universe. It, it if anybody is. wants to subscribe and stream it, don't do it. I am reading the cast list as we speak to see if it says who was in it. Please continue talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I apparently I had to look this up because I was like, oh, what is this one? But other than the Batman and the Superman references, apparently there's like a Green Lantern reference as well. So that the two Guardians or something. I didn't. I read that there I was a reference, but yeah, I, didn't I must pick have up missed on that it. one as well. That's quite cool. Oh, silence. We, I mean, we, <laughs> Googling. we keep getting the odd cheeky nod to Green Lanterns, but we never get yes. anything more than that. Like we've this had teasers. We've had what? We've had Hal Jordan's Hal Jordan, but you never saw his face. You just saw the name Hal on a jumpsuit. Yeah. We had that bit where the Flash was like, oh, where's your ring? That sounds ruder when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Tiger. And apparently now we've got this. So... Whilst sharing a drink to honour Oliver, the Monitor appears to fill the heroes in on the next stage of their mission. Part of his speech involves the mention of the Tome of the Guardians. Oh, that's pretty cool. Hey. That's hmm. pretty cool. Will we ever get a Green Lantern? A good Green Lantern? Well, apparently <laughs> there's going to be a TV series. But isn't it um, someone's doing it who's involved with the CW? Berlanti. It's Greg Berlanti. Yes. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So he's doing the Green Lantern series that's going to be on HBO Max. Ooh. Yeah, which I mean could be good because be HBO did a Watchmen. That's fantastic. So fingers crossed. It needs to be John Tickle. <laughs> I could just <laughs> yeah. There's been Green lots Lantern of you. so so you're you're saying we definitely need a John Stewart Greenland and not a Carl Rayner. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we should be <laughs> treated to seeing John Diggle as a Green Lantern at some point. I I. That's what I would love. I would love, like, for them to actually, like, if they did a show and it was a different Green Lantern, for him to cameo as Green Lantern or a different... That would be incredible. Yeah, that would be nice. Or even just at the end of Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's just quickly run through the story because there's quite a lot of <laughs> sorry, quite a lot of things going on. <laughs> um, so obviously we've got Superman, Batman. That's a big part. It's uh, a Batwoman got... show, right? I know, I know. But you do have Batwoman and Supergirl. I really like their relationship, but the whole Krypton thing is a bit worrying. I mean, Kryptonite. Yes, I. Do you know? I completely missed that when I first watched this, and really? then on second viewing, I was like, oh, she's she's she's, she's keeping it on, kept it. Yeah. Very Batman, though, wasn't it? It's a very Batman thing to do. Yes, yeah. Just in case, you know, there's like a B plot there. You know, I I like them together though. They, yeah, I again though. Again, I think Ruby Rose is better when they're together. She is. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? It's really odd. It's really mm. odd. But no, very weird. great. I I really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed yes. this. What I mean, obviously Superman, but I overall as a story, I. With Lex trying to go and kill everyone mm. and doing his <laughs> thing, so much fun, which is amazing. And we've said John Cryer is incredible <clears throat> as Lex. Yes, hats um, off to him. But just overall, the story I, I really enjoyed, and I thought it was great, and everybody did a great yeah. job. Well done, everybody. What do? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what do we yeah, think well about the whole Lazarus Pit playing a part too? Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It mm-hmm. seems. Mm. Predictable seems MacGuffin-y Yeah, and the the problem that we have not jumping too far forward into the future is we now have an Oliver Queen without a soul. Yeah, ooh, that's a problem. Which it is because I think again, obviously, if 
his death in the previous episode that was you know that was this kind of big hero moment and now we're going to have Stephen Mel back running around all angry going rah taking everyone that's like oh well, no we just <laughs> yeah, we don't need now. that I've got this thing we yeah. don't need this yeah um and I agree with what Rob said I, the Lazarus Pit's just a bit overdone I'm just thinking like, oh it's predictable of course so that's what they're going to do but if that's a way of shoehorning Constantine in I'll, I'll take that one on the chin because yeah. I and Jonah Hex Constantine is, yeah oh, I thought that, that yeah, the Jonah Hex was like really good and the yeah. fact that that's how um, you know, you know, that's get the scar, scar at that point yeah. and that's so yeah, I thought that was a really nice little tie back to Legends so yeah I think we did good moments and good things did come from it but yeah the Lazarus Pit I think has just been done a bit too much now because I thought it wasn't going to go that way especially when they said that oh I've searched you know there's no more Lazarus Pits they're all gone I thought oh okay well that's that then but obviously of course they've got but, to find one left but also mm. we, we we know that it doesn't do very well like no like no. when Sarah came back that went badly then yeah, when fear sick... came back, that was really bad. And then recently, recently in the in this season with Roy, I'm like, <laughs> leave it alone. It doesn't work. How did they all get their souls back? How did Roy get his soul back? Because he's Roy. Okay, they tried to do some soul searching, didn't they? Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. No, but didn't they all go off and do their own thing to find themselves again? So technically they did a bit of soul searching. Because Sarah disappeared, Thea went off for a while. True. But I just picking up from something that Ben said about Constantine, I think something they've done really well with this crossover so far is they've taken characters that have never been at the forefront and pushed them at the forefront and they're doing an amazing job. Yeah. And it, he's just so entertaining. Mm. You you would happily have him on screen for the whole episode. I mean, I, then, yeah, I still I still want another Constantine show. Like I was kind of very late to the party. If um, I went back and actually watched his kind of show after he got introduced into Legends, and it wasn't that bad. It was all right, but I just love him. I think he's such a watchable kind of character on screen. So charismatic. I, he, yeah. he is, and I could just, and Constantine Hellblazer is like one of my kind of that's one of the kind of the first darker comics I kind of got into kind of in my early teens got into the Hellblazer thing so I've always been a massive massive kind of Constantine fan not so much Keanu Reeves but I thought that's it <laughs> I thought you know he's done such a good job since he's been on the show and it's just so watchable and yeah I just, I just want more I just want more more and more yeah what do we think of um, Constantine and Sarah they're a good pairing they are they, they play off each other well but I, th- I think he but I'm yet to see kind of a character that he doesn't play off well and again again same That's with true. Sarah they kind of they're really solid characters that no matter who you put them with they really work well and kind of connect you can bounce off them and they're kind of they're a nice little balance to whoever they're put with so I think they're a very strong couple in terms of their own kind of characters and the way they kind of help others kind of you know come into the story again though I think you know we've said this with quite a lot of the members of the legends, they're all really good actors and they all yeah. work off yeah. well with anyone you throw. Like I would say that they're the most solid as a team. Like mm. there's no, there's no weak link there. Yeah. Wait, wait, is there? <laughs> I have to think about that one. Um, I feel like there is. What's um captain? Um, Oh, what's his name? It's the steel guy. Nate. Oh, Citizen yeah. Steel. Yeah. Sorry, Citizen Steel. Yeah. He's okay. No, for me, it's the two other ladies i can't remember their names the one that they had she died in the season before and they brought her back as a different person and a british accent was the worst british accent i've ever, ever heard even though she <laughs> is british. british yes yeah, yeah. Uh, i think they could get rid of those two yeah. and replace them with just get rid of them yeah yeah <laughs> Although I really liked um, Kid Flat. Yes, um, yes, and they—I don't know why he's not in it anymore. Yeah, no. they need a I speedster. L- 
They do. And the karaoke, that was fantastic, that scene. Yes. <laughs> Bring that back. <sighs> yeah. Um, just a couple of other points, quick points. Um, we had the tease of the anti-monitor. What did you guys think about that? I thought you looked a bit like Apocalypse from the uh, 90s <laughs> X-Men cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. So, or the really bad <laughs> movie version. The monitor looks almost identical to his comic book version. Almost like the hair, the chops, all of it. The anti-monitor looks like a California raisin. had a child with a white walker yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and i'm like why did they not just go with the although i guess it would kind of he does kind of look like juggernaut yeah a little bit (laughs) yeah so maybe not with that but mm, yeah not convinced but we haven't seen much of him so my other quick point was i i'm not a huge fan of iris because i mean she's supposed to be this kind of journalist on the side isn't she sorry sorry um but i really really liked her in this episode i feel like she had a lot more to do and she went on you know to see how she kind of fangirled over the smallville superman and stuff i thought that was kind of cool this i completely agree with you i'm i don't really as much as they're a married couple and it's as it is in the comics i'm not a big fan of this whole west allen thing but i really liked her in this do you, do you think it's because there's less of her and less is more? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I think no, they've just like, improved her character a lot. They... Like, because sometimes you feel like these characters are given storylines just because they're there. Yeah. True. Whereas it felt like she was there for a reason. She Yeah, she had a reason yeah. to be there and it made, it made it more worthwhile when she was on screen. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like it was nice to see her without the Flash. So she yeah. actually did something on her own, if that makes sense. Yeah, more more Iris on her own. Let's go with that. I think they've done a lot of that this season on The Flash, though. She's got her own little girls group, hasn't she? Yeah, and I like that. (laughs) But at one point, Jim, we made a joke of it. She was leader of Team Flash. Randomly, how the hell was she leader? And from (laughs) that, they kind of took her away from that. It gave her a purpose. She's not really whiny anymore or... All clingy to Barry. Um, I just think they've improved her character, and I think it makes you like her a lot more. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, if you think back to sort of say Lois and Clark from the nineties, Terry Hatcher's Lois wasn't a sidekick to to Dean Cain's Superman. Not at all. She could have carried that show by herself. Mm, she and did quite a lot. In in a similar way, Iris is almost in the Flash as much as Barry is, but I don't feel like she can carry it because she's not as interesting. Yeah. What, yeah. yeah when it's an Irish heavy Irish. 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 When it's an Irish heavy <laughs> episode, I I do tune out a little bit, which is a shame. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and where do these guys have time to have a, an actual job? Where do they get their money from? <laughs> <laughs> do you like, know what? I think that was a joke on The Flash. Oh, was it? Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Ralph, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong. Someone made a joke about how the hell they get all their money because they don't have jobs. They just sit in Star Labs constantly. Yeah. Like, a CSI is a pretty heavy job. Yeah. That's a full-time... You don't do that part-time. Even if you are the fastest man in the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One other thing about this episode, actually, just while I think about it, uh, I loved how um, Lois reacted to each of the Supermen. Yes. Oh, she yeah. clearly fancied Ray Palmer's... Well, not, yeah. not Ray Palmer. You know what? Brandon Reed's Superman, right? Yeah, they they had instant chemistry, and that was nice. Yes. Oh, and they used the music. Oh. Yes. My heart 
like grew <laughs> three sizes too big at that point. <laughs> and I welled up. I did. Anytime I hear that music, it's such a big deal. And, it's, and they used both parts. They used the bit that Lois and Clark's theme. And they also used the main theme as well. And I'm like, this is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> it was, uh, I can it was die a happy man. Yeah. 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 So you had, you had the Batman 89 theme yes. uh, during that bit in the first episode uh, oh. with Knox. And then in this one, with it being Conroy, it was more of the, the Shirley Walker Batman the Animated Series version of it. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I think I think the music, like for me, I think in my, um, I've put, written down one of my notes that I've kind of watched after all three episodes is that the music has been so good. Just obviously yeah. pulling back these I original the scores, note. but also when they do things, when they've, they've always been very good at merging kind of like the themes together mm-hmm. obviously start with Arrow and the Flash and those being merged together then we introduce Supergirl but they just no matter who kind of is on screen the way they merge the songs together is just so well done and I just think it works really nicely with having those classic themes you know those John Williams scores just kind of coming into us and it's just like I said it does kind of stir those emotions up of like but in a subtle way, it's not kind of as in your face. They're just really nice little moments to just go to heighten the scene just that little bit more. They just give you these kind of warm feelings inside. It's just, I think they've done a great job with the music. They did say there's warm a few fizzy. more classic musical cues to come as well. They did. So, that's looking cool. forward to that. That's cool. The only thing we're missing is Linda Carter at this point. <laughs> yes, where is Wonder Woman? I mean, she's technically an alien and is was the president for a while <laughs> in Supergirl, so I don't know what's going on there. Hit- how did random question? How did everyone feel about the Smallville twist with him having given up his powers? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it I worked loved- for his version of Clark. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. I loved uh, Lex Luthor's reaction as well. It was a bit yeah. like disappointed. He yeah. was like, "Oh, okay, can't kill you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he I just took like when he just took Michael the uh, kryptonite and he just lobbed it into the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did anybody else think having seen that scene? I don't know how they could have worked Michael Rosenbaum into it. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen him though. I did saw him on, that, uh, on did... Sunday, so it's, I was oh. alright with it. <laughs> I'm sure, like he was an approach, but he just had no interest whatsoever in doing it. Well, he's, they offered he, him no money. <laughs> yeah, he made a very yeah. pointed wow. statement saying that they offered him not enough money or no money, and without oh, seeing a script okay. beforehand. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to read the script, so he was like, "I politely decline," which is fair <laughs> enough, I guess. That's yeah, no, but, that's fair yeah, enough. But now you look at it, so, yeah, it's just like, yeah, something. well, that made sense because yeah. it was that Lex going around killing all of the supermen. Yeah, yeah, and we still know he's president, so you know, that's... yeah. He was still kind of, you know, they kind of kept the story going there. Yeah, yeah, no, well I him. think it could have been a big... Like, I'm going to admit, it, I think I only watched like three or four series of Smallville. I didn't watch it to the very end. I think I watched like the last episode because um, I kind of fell away from the show. But I think I know a lot of people... I've seen some people who didn't like the fact that he gave up his powers. But I think going back to kind of, the, you know, the kind of the, the Conroy Batman kind of thing, I just think for Tom Wayne's uh, Superman, I think it really worked. And I thought it was just a really, really nice little thing that he's given up his powers. He's got his family. He's on the farm. I just think it was just the, the perfect way they could have done that. I agree. It, it was nice to see that he's happy. Yeah. Yes. That's where it is. A yeah, bit of closure. It was nice to see Erica Durant get double duty as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Uh, shall we round things off and say what we kind of thought of the episode as a whole? I thought it was better than the first, much better than yes. the first. I agree. I think that's going to be a, a general consensus here. Here, because <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, um they just had. I think they just had a lot more in the first episode just to kind of set things up, and you just you got bogged down with some of it. With here, they just managed to kind of run with the story, have a bit more fun with it, kind of really start to kind of get into the kind of the Superman kind of Batman lore, but at the same time not relying too heavily on nostalgia and still pushing along the story with kind of like uh, Batwoman and Supergirl you know they had their kind of moments kind of going forwards and yeah I think as a whole it was a, a much much improved episode from the first and definitely even more enjoyable on the second time around I would agree and I think one of the really nice things about it is you can say it was much better than the first one but I really enjoyed the first one yeah oh yeah so definitely yeah, it's great yeah. to go from an episode I enjoyed to an episode I, I loved I loved yeah yeah, yeah. There's not been a bad episode so far, but I just think there's been a nice kind of progression of things seem to be getting better and better, which is uh, only a testament to the writing and can only lead to more exciting things when the other two episodes drop next year. Agreed. I don't know what more you can say about it. Well done, Ben. Oh, yeah, nice, yeah, nicely summed up. Oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah, the only other afterthoughts I thought of this was the whole kryptonite thing. And like, if I would think, is there any sort of theories or anything? I would think maybe that might come into play a little bit further down the line. So didn't the monitor say if you try to use the book to bring go, back the other Earth, she'd go completely mad, basically? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, I think she's going to end up using it to stop her basically going too far. And I think they'll, then they'll just find another way of making everything right again but yeah i think that the, it's going to come back into play at some point and i do think because it's those two and they have you know the moments in the first episode and second episode are focused heavily on their relationship i think that's going to play a big part in it and i'm actually quite excited to see where they go with it if this follows suit and they end up merging everything into one earth then i mean it's I mean, yeah. going to dramatically improve supergirl to see a half season <laughs> of her trying to cope with being on a new earth yeah yeah that would be good Right, so I think that's that's pretty much. It. Anyone got anything else to say, or are we all happy? Very happy, very happy. All good. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. happy. And Kevin Conroy's amazing. Yeah, great. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, that was part two, and you can listen into part three tomorrow, I believe, on Earth Nine. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, and uh, just signing off. Uh, who took part in the crossover today? Uh, Jim and Rob from Earth Nine. Say hello, Rob. Hello. <laughs> goodbye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And this is Beth Max Geek signing off, and we'll see you in the next episode. And Neil and Martin from Geico. Thanks for joining in. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So this week we're also joined by special guest Danielle Nicolay, who plays Cecile from The Flash. Ooh. So it's very sort of CW sort of centric show, isn't it? Very. 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 <laughs> Which is why Chris does not feature. I feel a little overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, absolutely lovely lady. Also loves Cecile. She talks a little bit about the crossover as well as what can we expect to see in the second half of the season of The Flash. So enjoy. Enjoy it. Bless. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Danielle Nicolet. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's my pleasure. I'm very excited. Oh, bless. Right. So I've got a couple of quick questions from some fans for you just to start things off. Okay. I hope I hope it's questions I can answer. I get so worried <laughs> when people ask me questions because I feel like such a jerk when I, my answer has to be like, I'm not allowed to talk about that. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. So, okay. My Do fingers are crossed with the things I can actually answer. Okay. okay. Has a script for the show ever made you gasp at what the showrunners have planned? Yeah. <laughs> 
mess. Here's why. Um, funny story. And should the writer's room ever hear this podcast, um, they will all be falling out of their chairs laughing. Um, the show has lots of crazy things that happen all the time. Most of the time we have a heads up that they're coming. But for me personally, uh, one time early last season, I went into the writer's room, which is in Los Angeles. We shoot the show in Vancouver. And from time to time when the actors are in town in LA, we stop by the writer's room. We have lunch. We have a little hangout. We get caught up. And I said to the writers, I only ever ask a one thing of you. And if you never do this to me, I promise you, I will be so relieved. I said, number one, please never make me perform a scene where I'm giving birth. It's my greatest fear as an actor. There's right. no way to give birth and look attractive at the same time. Yeah. And number two, please don't ever make me say the words, let's party. It's, it's that line is the bane of my actor existence. And there's no way to successfully deliver that line and not look like a ridiculous person. <laughs> right. Needless to say, Two episodes later, I got the script where Cecile is giving birth on camera. And then the very next episode after that, I had to say the line, like, let's party. And I swear they did it just to troll me. <laughs> that sounds so, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Both of those episodes, I got the script and I gasped, but not, <laughs> not for a good reason. Not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> uh, next one, it's from X Geeks. He said, who's the funniest member of the cast? Ooh. Carlos. Carlos. Oh, wow. it's, it's such an easy answer okay. yeah it, it, it the the like second runner-up is tom but most and tom make a bit of a comedy team already so usually if you're lucky enough to be in a scene with both of them you know that you're gonna get like team Lois and tom comedy all day but yeah Lois is is ridiculously funny and very, very quick, quick witted and dry, and and also one of my favorite people on earth. Nice, nice. Uh, so next one is from Jack in the Geek Talk. He said, "What what meta human power already seen on the show would you most like to have?" What I most like to have? Yeah. Um, I make no secret of this. I would love to have an episode where Cecile and Blair Frost switch powers. Oh. Mostly because Cecile's whole sort of thing is, you know, she feels everybody's feelings and she's very <laughs> sweet and kind and in tune with everyone. And I just think it would be hilarious to see Cecile switch with Killer Frost where like she has no empathy for anyone <laughs> yeah. and she's just very mean and and very impatient and also, you know, a real butt kicker as, you know... I, Cecile's powers are passive and most everyone else's powers are active. And I, I'd love to have an opportunity to play an episode or two where she gets to have the active butt kicking power. <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of like sighing going on. and oh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to ride an ice wave? That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, it could be Alta. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next up, we got Earth Nine who said, if you weren't on The Flash, which other DC show would you like to be on? Ooh, um, uh, I'm going to say Supergirl, mostly because Melissa Benoit is the nicest person I've ever met, and I would love to just have multiple opportunities to hang out with her. Um, and I, I really, I love the whole overall tone of Supergirl. There's a real um, hopefulness about the show that I really like. 
Yeah. Um, you know, all the DC shows kind of have a different tone about them. Some are more kind of family oriented, some are a bit darker, some are like kind of a neat com- combination of, of both. And that's one of the biggest things I love about Supergirl is its tone. And it has a lot of comedy in it. And it has a real kind of like heartwarming, heartwarming nature about it. But there's still like some really solid villains. Yeah. Also, John Cryer as Lex Luthor is everything. <laughs> nice. Also, I feel like The Flash and Supergirl are actually quite similar as well, in a way, in, like tonally. I do too. I, I, think if, I think if you paired up any of the shows, I would say Flash and Supergirl make the best siblings. Yes, yeah. In, in, in terms of that, like tonality. And, and um, I feel like the characters on both shows are also really, really well-developed and well, well fleshed out. Yeah, I think I think they make the best siblings. Uh, next up, I think you probably already answered this, but who on Team Flash do you look forward to sharing scenes with most? Oh gosh, truly, it, it, that's an incredibly hard question to answer because I love everyone so much for different reasons. Um, if I absolutely had to pick, uh, I don't know. I'd have to pick a pair. I can't okay. just narrow it down to one person. Actually, I'm not going to pick. I'm just going to say I have all the fun in the world working with Tom and Los um, because of comedy, all the comedy. I have all the fun in the world working with Candace because I think she's such a terrific dramatic actress. And, and I really know when I work with her, it's going to be compelling and I love working with Grant because he is silly and ridiculous and like my little brother who I have horrible inappropriate jokes with all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse is my TV husband and yeah. we have it, the relationship you see us have on TV is the relationship we have in real life. So I'm always just so safe and comfortable and, and happy when I'm around him. And Danielle is like my running partner and hanging buddy in, in life. So when I'm working with her, it's honestly, it's like going to work and like kicking it with your girlfriend. So yeah. And then Hartley is just, <laughs> he's so silly. He's so so silly and I just have so much fun with him so yeah it's I mean I wish I could say like there was somebody that I worked with that wasn't fun (laughs) or um you know didn't make me feel like I was a better person in some way for being around them but sadly sadly I don't I'm very fortunate in that respect definitely and you have all have the cutest dogs as well I swear, I think we're having like a cute dog puppy competition right now. <laughs> we we said, I'm going to try to make it happen next week because I think we have, I think next week we have a scene where the entire cast is at Star Labs together, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, and I, we all bring our dogs to work. And Danielle and I said, we're going to have to put together some kind of like Christmas card, like the Flash <laughs> Christmas card yeah. that doesn't have us. It just has our dogs. Yes. that every single one of us has because even jesse has a new puppy so every single one of us has like the world's cutest dog and we'll just have to make like a family christmas card with oh, all of them you have to do like a calendar season's greetings from the dogs yeah. as a slash yeah yeah oh bless uh, last one from fan questions uh so it's from jim and he said uh what's been your favorite moment on the show so far my favorite moment on the show for me personally in terms of what was fun for me to do was the episode where Cecile was going into labor and she was taking on everybody's personalities, like including the pizza guy 
and you know everyone who was coming around her. I pers- on a personal level, I just had so much fun shooting that. We all we all laughed until we cried that episode. And so yeah, I think that was probably my favorite. But but there are a lot of good moments to choose from. That's for sure. Yeah, and plus it was a fun labor scene. Yeah. Yeah, I really relish the opportunities for for that we all have from time to time to infuse comedy on the show, because by its nature, a comic book show is not um, comedic. But historically, comic books always have like this deeply entrenched element of comedy and sarcasm. And I think our writers do such a good job of giving each of us the opportunity to play that. And so, yeah, that's always kind of the funnest part for me when I get to have when I get to have those moments and, you know, they can just go completely off the rails. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for, for me, that episode, I think, was my favorite to perform. Cool. Okay. Uh, so just kicking off my quick questions. Um, so in the most recent episode, so The Last Temptation of Barry Allen Part 2, you have this amazing, like, adventure mm-hmm. scene where you had to kind of escape bloodwork zombies in a way. Um, what was that yeah. like to film? And was it a little bit scary? <laughs> It was hard and incredibly fun at the same time. We, so I don't know if you noticed that entire, from the moment Camilla and, and Cecile leave Cecile's office all the way to the very end of escaping the zombies. We did that in one continuous take. Wow. So that scene alone took an entire day. We rehearsed it for four and a half hours and then we shot it for another five hours. Um, I was very, very sore and bruised the next day. (laughs) Um, So basically not only did we have to play the lines and the emotion of it and, and, and the, you know, sort of scary movie elements of it. But so we had our amazing cameraman, Chris shooting that on Steadicam the whole time. You've got someone behind him you know, arranging and pulling the cords because cameras plugged in. We had our entire stunt crew that were playing zombies that were trying to to attack us. Each one of them, every shadow you see on the wall, every bit of it was completely choreographed and had to be rehearsed endlessly in order for it to happen on time. And by the end of five hours, I think we got maybe five takes that went off without a hitch. Wow. And I'm surprised we got that many, to be honest with you, because it is not easy. I think that scene clocks in at like three and a half minutes. Wow. Just for so that. Spe- it, was, yeah. it was a super experience. But, and on top of it, the director of that episode, Michael Nankin, my understanding is he only decided to shoot that as a winner that morning. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, he is a force to be reckoned with, Michael Nankin. And uh, yeah, so it was... It was one of the cooler experiences of my career as an actor to shoot that. I had never done anything like that before. And I mean, you've got possibly the biggest thing coming up. So we've got the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. How excited are you Mm -hmm. to see it and for us to see it? I'm extremely excited to see how it came out. I'm extremely excited for everyone to see it because for us experientially, it's chaotic. Yeah. You know, there are five shows going at the same time. Some of those shows we all shoot on the same lot location in Vancouver. Other of those shows shoot elsewhere in Vancouver. Um, Black Lightning shoots in Atlanta. 
So some of its cast members flew up to, to Vancouver to work. And, and so we all sort of don't know what's going on with each other. Everyone has <laughs> all of the scripts for yeah. each show, but those don't, you would imagine that we all know we're coming on crossover at, you know, a certain point in every season. And you would imagine that there comes a day where like we all sit down in some like giant meeting and everyone gets their scripts for each episode of the respective shows and that we all read them together and everyone knows what's going on (laughs) and that you have this kind of like harmonious creativity. The opposite of that is true. We have no idea what's going on at ever at any point. (laughs) Everyone's scripts on each episode comes in at a different time. Wow. So Essentially for us, it is episode nine of season six of The Flash, but it's also episode eight of Batwoman and episode, you know, and also the season, the series finale of Arrow. And it's a lot of chaos going on. And so everyone just kind of holds their breath and jumps and you go where people tell you to go and you shoot what people tell you to shoot. And you just know in the end, people smarter and wiser than us will come together and edit it in a way that will be um exciting and makes sense <laughs> yeah fingers crossed <laughs> yeah 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 was there you, a... you, you just have you have you have a lot of faith in the producers yeah. of these shows who very much know what they're doing <laughs> was there a moment where you sort of kind of nerded out a little bit at all because there's just such a huge cast from such a wide variety like of, of the old shows as well um, I mean, like in general, in my, in my general flash having experience, cause I've had a couple of nerd out moments. Oh, really? <laughs> um, the first time, oh yeah. The first time I met Wentworth Miller, I think my knees buckled just <laughs> a little bit. Right. I like, I've been such a ridiculous fan of his for such a long time. I happen to think that the first season of Prison Break might well be one of the greatest first seasons of television ever made. Yeah. So when I met him the first time, I I got a little I got a little weak in the knees. I got a little nervous in the hair and makeup trailer. I think the first time I met him was I want to say I think it was maybe season four crossovers during Supergirl. Um, I think we were doing Supergirl. Um, yeah. So he he was a big exciting one for me. Um, I have a deep and unabiding love for Brandon Ralph. And so the first time I met him, I was super excited and thrilled. And then every time I've been around him since, which is a lot, I always just am so in awe of it, a, his face because no human being is born that handsome. And yet there he is actually <laughs> yeah. like came out of the womb looking like Superman. Um, and he also is as nice as Clark Kent is in real life. And I'm always just really taken aback by that. Um, but yeah, in general, we have these dinners every year that happen up in Vancouver. They're sort of like network dinners where the executives who sort of run everything have kind of like a giant open door dinner at a restaurant. And we all sort of have like this giant room and we come in and we all, those of us on all the different shows, get opportunities to meet each other and hang out. And um, those are always the coolest nights for me. Yeah. Because I get to see everybody that I don't normally just get to see on Flash. And, and, and you have this really interesting group of folks that all of a sudden will be sitting around having dinner. Like this year, it ended up being a little group that molded together with like me, Molly Ringwald, who I'm so pleased to meet, um, Jesse, 
uh, Brandon Rouse, a couple of the new kids from Nancy Drew, and um, God, half the cast of Riverdale. It's just, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a funny sort of Surreal? amazing, magical kind of separate CW world. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I saw some of the set videos yeah. as well from Crisis on Infinite Earths, and it just looks like you have so much fun as well. Like, like all of you are dancing and singing. <laughs> it just seems really, really fun. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a normal day at work for us <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But yeah, everyone gets really excited and pleased because truly, we all sort of know one another, but we don't get an opportunity to hang out. You know, we work kind of crazy hours on all these shows. And even though we're all working in the same city, we're not necessarily getting these opportunities to be around one another. So doing crossovers, I know for everyone is a great opportunity. And like Candace was so excited to go over and um, do Batwoman for a couple few days and like get to hang out with everyone and meet everyone um, in our work setting. And yeah, it's, it's, it's always kind of that way. I, I wish I could complain and say that it's terribly hard, but it's not. It's terribly fun. Oh, bless. And I imagine you can't style anything about Crisis on Infinite Earth at all. So I'm just going to ask you, um, what can we expect? I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I wish I were allowed to answer, <laughs> yeah, that's but, fine. you know, they'll show up. At, like men, men in dark suits will show up at my house. <laughs> yeah. um, probably get taken off in a spacecraft somewhere weird. Yeah, yeah. I will. You know, you're believe me like I will end up with a memo in my email in a heartbeat and the next thing you know I will get a talking to and they're not pleasant talking to yeah well just going on about the second half of the flash what can we kind of expect for Mm. Cecile because she's been she's evolved so much throughout the show hasn't she she has yeah and I'm really I'm really pleased about it um for the for the back half of the season I think you can see we'll we'll be seeing her finally finding her groove in her new job and she's finding a real sense of satisfaction in what she's chosen to do and being a meta defense attorney. And also I think what we'll be seeing from her and not just the end of this season, but going forward on the show is Cecile working as a meta defense attorney is a real opportunity for her to kind of be the introductory pathway for the, the bad guys, if you will, that we always have on the show. Yeah. You know, there has to be a route for them to be introduced. And I really like that she's becoming that route, good guys and bad guys. Um, and I like that, that via Cecile's new job, we're learning that sometimes the bad guy isn't always all bad. Yeah. And sometimes the good guy is not what they seem. And I think we're going to see more and more of that as we progress through the season. And, um, ooh, I almost just slipped. I wish I could tell you who the, what, what big challenge we're going to be coming up against after, the, uh, after crisis, but I can't. But it's really, really good. It's really, it's really good. I think the fans are going to be very pleased to see what our, as a team, the challenge that we face as we round our way to the end of the season. Yeah. You know, you know we're, <laughs> we're overdue at this point in the season for our big bad Yes. for our big bad challenge that's going to come after crisis definitely i'm just gonna say i love um you know you're talking about cecile and attorney work i love how she sometimes teams up with ralph as well i think that's a really fun aspect of the show i do too i really enjoy it and i know hartley and i really enjoy working together i think we have a really nice chemistry with one another and it makes sense it makes just sort of intuitive sense oh i really did not mean that cecile-esque pun <laughs> but it makes 
I think I think a real intuitive sense for the show yeah. that with Cecile as an attorney and, you know, going from being a prosecutor to now being a defense attorney with her powers and Ralph as a detective with his powers, I think it just always makes more and more sense for our characters to be teamed up and doing sort of the detective work of the show together. Definitely. And yeah, you'll definitely definitely see more of that as the season goes on okay so uh, last question um do you have any other upcoming projects in the pipeline obviously a little tiny project called crisis but other than that (laughs) (laughs) other than the rest other than the flash yeah you know it's rather rather time consuming when you're (laughs) dealing with crisis on infinite earths um yeah so other than the flash i'm really excited i did a film over hiatus between season five and six that um, is coming out in the spring that I'm very excited about. It's a comedy called Faith Based, and it is uh, very much not The Flash. It is the antithesis <laughs> of The Flash. It's a yeah. wacky, screwball comedy about a couple of idiots who decide to embark on a get-rich-quick scheme by making a faith-based movie, and it is the worst and most faithless faith-based <laughs> movie you could possibly imagine. And I play... Tiffany, one of the one of the the two idiots, um, ex girlfriend who ultimately becomes the producer of said horrible movie, and uh, I think that people are really gonna like it. It's really lighthearted. It's got some comedy greats in it. It's like David Kochner and Margaret Cho and Jason Alexander. Like it just goes on and on and on. Um, and I'm really excited for it to come out in the spring and for people to see it and to revisit my comedy roots a bit. Nice, um, yeah. Tiffany is not Cecile. She is <laughs> no. very, very light on empathy. <laughs> <laughs> complete opposite, basically. <laughs> the complete opposite of Cecile. She is basically Taylor Frost in a comedy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm happy to answer questions. It's always exciting for me to find out that people care. So it's really, (laughs) really neat. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Really hope you enjoyed this crossover special. We were joined by special guest Neil and Martin from Get Your Comic Con. You can find those guys at Get Your Comic Con on Twitter. Ben from X Geeks at X Geeks on Twitter. And Rob and Jim from Earth9 over at Earth9 DC. So go and check out all those lovely people there too. So, Chris, if anyone wants... Anyway, talking about everyone else, what about us? <laughs> if anyone wants to get in touch with us to say what they thought of the crossover and what they want to see in upcoming series and things, how do they go about doing that? Right, we are also most active on Twitter, at We Have a Hulk Pod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, at We Have a Hulk Pod. Mm-hmm. And we have a website, wehaveahulk.co.uk. Yes, where we do news and reviews and sometimes interviews. Yes. And you can find all the podcasts there too. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be resuming our normal service shortly after Christmas, uh, which, oh, are we going to do a Star Wars special, oh, considering that's out this Thursday? Possibly. Ooh. Possibly. What are, you, what are your thoughts, just quickly? Are you, uh, you're I'm quite just hesitant. very, very nervous about it, <laughs> yeah. so we'll see. I'm Ooh. trying, I'm, you know, I'm, my expectations are actually fairly low. Really? So hopefully that means that I'll enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you were sort of like the opposite to me, weren't you? You liked Last Jedi, Ray really Johnson, liked it, yeah. but you weren't a huge fan of the J.J. Abrams Force Awakens. I liked it, but it was very much similar a to... A retread, wasn't it? It was retreading old ground, yeah. and it just... It left me feeling a bit numb, like, oh, okay. 
I've yeah. seen this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope, I hope it's good. We'll see. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm always a bit hesitant, but it's... I don't... I don't know. I'm excited, but also a bit nervous. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and we've also got lots of other things to be talking about when we come back. So Watchmen will have finished. I think possibly Mr. Robot might have finished forever. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, I've also got a lot... We're going to be seeing quite a few unlimited screenings. So we've got Jojo Rabbit tonight, uh, Monday, and then we've got uh, Little Women tomorrow. Not sure if Chris is joining me for that. Where is that? Is that... It's just in rugby. Oh, it's just in rugby? Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe I'll watch the uh, trailer. Okay. Yeah. It's very sort of feminist. <laughs> I don't... I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, also, I've got to talk about 1917, as well as Bombshell. So lots of films coming up shortly. <laughs> so once again, thank you so much for joining us and sticking with us. And uh, if we don't see you beforehand, have an amazing Christmas. And I hope you eat lots of stuff, eat lots of stuff, eat lots of stuff, I said that twice. Stuff and eat I lots mean, of stuff. eat lots of <laughs> drink lots of stuff. Uh, be very merry and have a lovely time with friends and family. Yes, part three is F9, is it? Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> part three of F9 is coming tomorrow. So Wednesday. Go, go, go. Thanks, part Chris. Part one is Geico. Part one is Geico. So if just. It's a bit late now, but <laughs> yes. if you got here and you were like, well, what, what did I miss? <laughs> yeah, this Sky is code. weird. So yeah. go check um, that out. Also, I've got to say, they're all spoiler-filled. So once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. Bye! Bye.